everybody. Welcome. We're GFBS, Grand Fork's best source. Do I need to say anything more? It's Dirty Thursday. <laughs> Joining the Bullring Boys, Chad Hoff and myself, NOSA outlaw sprint car driver Travis Strandell in the studio. Show, by the way, brought to you by Thunder Rays Auto Repair. New auto repair shop in Grand Fork's Thunder Rays Auto Repair. And they do it all at Thunder Rays. General auto repair, oil changes, maintenance, brakes and suspension, fuel and ignition diagnostics, engine and tranny work. And Thunder Rays, you know what one of their favorite things is? Working on hot rods and muscle cars. And you're not going to drop dead when you get the bill either. Call or schedule an appointment. 701-757-0287. Or go to thunderrays.com. Make sure to check out uh, Thunder Rays Auto Repair on Facebook too. Great job of that Facebook page. Yes, indeed, there's a new auto repair shop in town, Thunder Rays Auto, 2315 North Washington Street in Grand Forks. How about that? Any questions or comments for any of us here in the studio, make sure you give us a call or a text, whatever you want to do. Our phone number is 701-213-0863. Again, 701-213-0863. Well, before we get rolling too much farther, time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Come on. Uh, Here we go. Anyway, Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. So I asked my wife if I was the only one she'd been with. Uh, She said yes. All the others were seven or eights. (laughs) I don't know why I can't get that off of there, but... Hey, it's playing some awesome music in the background. Yeah, seven or eights, anyway. (laughs) You're digging at the bottom of the barrel there, John. Yeah. (laughs) Well, as long as I'm still a one, right? There you go. Believe it. Welcome to the studio for the first time, Travis Strandell. How are you, my man? Oh, we're doing good. How are you guys? Good, good, good. I've been, uh, you know, I've been kind of jonesing to get you on the show for a long time. I got to help it, him out. It just this hasn't quite worked. What are, you, what are you doing? <laughs> Sit up. <laughs> there you go. What do I owe you for that? <laughs> Where do you want to start, huh? <laughs> hey, man, it's great to have you in the studio. Got yes. the, got the, uh, is that better? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Way better. Way better. <laughs> I like the, uh, Hoosier racing tire, Travis Strandell, 2019 rookie. Uh, Nosa, nice. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get rolling, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Travis Strandell, driver of the number 41T, Nosa Outlaw Sprint Car, um, from East Grand Forks, Minnesota. Work at Northern Valley Machine and Automation in East Grand Forks. Uh, build all kinds of stuff for like Polaris and Articat, mm. stuff like that. Uh, I'll forget about the Polaris part, but Articat, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Caught his attention. I got a little boy at home, he's two. Okay. Awesome. Name Rider. Oh, what a good name. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Strandell, uh, that's like a hockey name. Are you a hockey player? I was. I played hockey for East Grand Forks. Oh, you're a Green Wave. Absolutely. Yeah, what a great team over there. Yeah, Tyler Palmas, you know, he does well with Yeah, guys. Palmo, they, they do good. Scotty Oliver, love those guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, great guys. How did you ever get the nickname Trapper? My dad gave me that nickname when I was a kid because my name is Travis John. John's my middle name. Oh. And there was a TV show way back when called Trapper John MD. Oh, I remember it well. Yeah. Yep. And it just kind of stuck, and that's just <laughs> how it's been forever. I thought maybe you trapped, like, coyotes and muskrats and things like that but no 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 i mean i could i guess but yeah no. i mean the beard's <laughs> getting could. to the fact where he could probably do that he's getting a long enough beard and the long hair yeah could. look at that 
Hey, throw a mountain hat on top there, and you can go trap all you want. Be a little mountain man. There you go. Yeah, that's what I'm talking <laughs> Speaking about. Speaking of look at that, Chad, what? you don't have any hair today. <laughs> well, shocker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what do you expect? I, I we changed so much. Yes, last week I think everybody was confused, um, but man, that was so much fun, and and uh, we still get talked about that. My mom, who watches the show, uh, she goes, "I liked the last one you had on." Oh yeah, thanks, mom. Yeah. I, <laughs> She's so, so funny. Maybe it could be a change in the life of Chad Hoff. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Hair club for men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is Bosley looking out there? You got me. All right, I'm, I'm here. No, I'm just kidding. Already got a few texts. Do we? Uh, Taco Bravo Racing is watching. Uh, nice. Tori Martin says, "Yo, Trapper." Uh, Stephen Young, ask him about being Nosa's early bird. What yeah. is that all about? Amanda even says, "Early yeah, bird." Early bird. What's early bird? I try to be always the first guy to be pushed up to get ready to go mm-hmm. for like our heats or our features or anything. I don't know. Just because most of the time in the pits, it's just me and my dad down there. Mm-hmm. We don't got a ton of help. So if I'm up there early and I forget something or I need sure. something, I'm, I'm ready to go. Are, are you one of those guys, if you're 10 minutes early, you're late? Yeah, pretty much. I'm the same way. It's this weird thing that goes on with me. Yeah. If I'm not 10 minutes early, I consider myself late. You can definitely t- see that, too, at the racetrack as you speak of you because uh, you're always panicked then if you're running late. Yeah. You're uh, like straight panic time. Mm-hmm. And, I, I want my time in the pits. I want to yep. be able to go see who's there. If I have to talk to people, I want to do that. I want to find out about surprises. It's always best to be prepared, yeah. and then that's just kind of the way I look at so it. So I think that's a good thing for you, too, because then you're early. You get to sit there in the car and get your game face on because it's, it's go time. Mm-hmm. Well, it, what's funny is I'll be, like, the first one up to get pushed off out there, and they'll line up, and they'll start pushing guys off, and I'm, like, always the second to last guy to get pushed off, and it's like, <laughs> I was up here for, like, 20 minutes before yeah. this happened. What's going yeah. on? You think they do that on purpose? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tori, by the way, says um, ran out a miracle for Chad. I'm guessing he thought. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing he meant miracle grow. <laughs> yeah, the miracles for Chad ended a long time ago, yeah, Tori. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with weight loss, hair loss, everything. I mean, weight gain. Sorry, weight loss. I wish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, um, Tori. Yeah, it, <laughs> me Christmas. That's funny for me. I run into somebody I haven't seen in years, and they'll say, "Man, I didn't even recognize you." Yeah, and I'll just say, "Well, it's because I lost all that weight and look so much younger." <laughs> They, they kind of give you the yeah. They give you the look wah. like <laughs> yeah. You're funny. Yeah. Let's yeah. see if we can. Uh, you have like, it. <laughs> yeah. There we go. go. Tori Martin's always fun, and that's the first. So Tori, the first thing that John asked when I walked in, he goes, "I still got the wigs." <laughs> you're like, nah. That was that was pretty fun the last week. I, I was throwing everybody for a loop. I don't have much hair as you do. That's for sure. Oh, girls like. Shut up! Well, I don't like, want to talk to you anymore. It does. I, nope. I, Nope. I used to have hair down to about here. Aren't you guys and, funny? And yeah. uh, to yeah. me, it just got in the way, uh, so I just oh, shave it off. <laughs> yeah. you know? Just like you're such a. It, it's just a yeah. It's like clipping your fingernails. You just got to cut your hair once in a while. My yeah. son saw some photos of me when I was well, obviously younger and stuff. He goes, "Dad, you had hair." Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Parker, I did have has, has your son known you any other way? No, I've always had a beard and I've always had I've always been bald the whole time. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he hasn't known me any other way. There's there's times where I'll go in the bathroom and trim up wrong in the on my face mm-hmm. and I'll have to trim it down. Like oh, almost yep, nothing. Yep, you mess up, you gotta take it all and off. I go, yep. I go back out of the living room, he's like, Nope. 
I don't like that, Dad. I go, well, I'm sorry. I <laughs> can't help it. My, it'll give it two days. It'll be back. It's minus kinda, ten, Dad. I don't like that. <laughs> right. Kind of like Paul, the producer. He's been accused of having a five head. A five head? Yeah, not a four head. A five head. What's up with a five head, Paul? Well, look at it. He's gonna switch <laughs> switch mics. <laughs> okay. So, according to my cousin, that told me I have a five head. <laughs> it's like a forehead, but just a little more. That's why you wear a hat, right? You just cover up that extra. Yep. His, his, hair, his hair, though, is way better than mine was last last week. We almost had the same hair color. What wig was I wearing that last one, that gray one? Uh, that was uh, Johnny from, uh, from Shit's Creek. Creek. Yeah. yeah. And his hairdo was done the exact same way. <laughs> just a little but, less gray. Yeah. A little less. A little less gray. Not much. That was so much fun. Sorry, Travis. We got, we're reminiscing yeah, already from we, last week's we show. We tend to stray once in a while off off key here it off does. topic once oh, in a that's while that's all right once yeah. in a while let's talk about you man how you like racing what's going on in your race future and what's for the 41t this year uh we're pretty much staying the same car wise the way it looks everything like that ain't gonna change much we more or less put our money into stuff that's gonna make the car faster mm-hmm. make it better for me um got a well first new part we ever bought but a brand new rear end this year so wow Otherwise, most of our stuff's been used stuff from mm-hmm. guys or stuff like that. But doing that, um, we got a 410 motor at the, well, we bought it about halfway through the year last year. But before that, we just ran an ASC S360 motor sure. with most of them guys. And we put that 410 in with four races to go in the year. And I just kind of fogged it up and did the maintenance on it, put it away for the winter. So it should be ready to go for this year. And little bit more ponies and other than that it's what was it a big difference going from the 360 to 410 did you notice it oh yeah yeah a lot different with your throttle foot mm-hmm. like oh sure towards the end of the year well towards the end of running that 360 i could almost run it flat footed at times where i just didn't have to lift very much and that 410 if it gets dry or you know it's a lot more finesse mm-hmm. it's not so much just run it and go type of deal so how did you get your start in racing were you like a go-kart kid or did you do anything else or just one day it came to you in a dream that i need to put myself in a sprint car my dad helped bobby martin for 10 plus years Mm -hmm. wrenching so i kind of hung around you know the martins and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and then when i was in high school um i got to be good buddies with tanner whisk Mm -hmm. and i ended up starting to wrench with him and then that carried on for like seven years. I was his crew chief for about five, six years with him. And then I just kind of decided one day, you know, I spend a lot of time doing this, spend a little bit of money doing this. Maybe I should just try to do this on my own. I've always wanted to drive a sprint car Mm -hmm. since about age four. I told my mom one day we were at the races. I was like, I'm going to drive one of them one day. Sure. And they were like, yeah, whatever, you know? So, so racing does kind of run in your blood and your family a little bit with your dad wrenching with Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. I've been around it for pretty much my whole life. Just not as involved as I am now with it. Mm -hmm. You know? Okay, now everybody's got the story how they started, uh, especially when it when it comes to spending all of that money, uh, especially on a NOSA Outlaw Sprint car. But and another thing, people are always willing to help, and I'm guessing somehow when you got your start, run us through this. You decided to get a, an Outlaw Sprint car. Who, what, when, where? Who did you contact? How did you start buying everything you needed to do, and how did it all get put together? 
Oh, this will be pretty wild. Uh, so I bought a car from Tanner Whisk. Mm-hmm. It's a 1999 Gambler, and they don't even make them anymore. Right, right. But this car, the, the chassis was bent on it. I bought a roller from them for cheap. And I probably could have ran it the way it was, but I just figured we're going to pull every part off this car that's good and then we're going to try and find another chassis and throw all these good parts on it. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting two other chassis prior to that, one from Tanner Whisk. And then I got involved with a good friend, a family friend of ours, Jeremy Ekman. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, and great guy. Jeremy got us a chassis from Bobby Martin that was a lot better shape than the other two I had. Mm-hmm. So he kind of helped us out that way, and we just kind of took parts and pieces of the one car and some other stuff I had bought along the way, and we kind of scrapped a roller together and got it going. And then um, at that point, then I was kind of looking for a motor, and we didn't have a ton of money, but we had enough, you know, to get us started. And I ended up going out and kind of talking with Tom Eglin, and I was like, you know, what's it going to cost me to get a motor? And he kind of told me, and I was like, well, that's a little bit more than what I'm mm-hmm. looking to spend, but... You know, definitely keep you in mind because I've known Tommy for a long time, and he's him and Blake have done a lot to help me out too. They have helped a lot of guys they out. Have, yeah, they've done huge. a ton for me, and uh, I ended up actually going and buying Lawrence Velarude's three hmm. three sixty motor from him. Mm-hmm. And when we got it, it needed a freshen, and it it needed a lot of work. And what I ended up doing was I took that motor out to Tom, and Tom fixed it up and got it fresh and ready so we could race it and after that it's just been kind of you know roll roll with the dice roll as we go and we needed something more or less i try to talk to the local guys more than Mm -hmm. trying to go out and buy brand new stuff or or anything like that but but yeah tom and blake they've done a ton for me the martins have done a ton for me croaker hastings just a lot of guys have you know kind of reached out and been like, hey, if you need something, give me a shout, or mm-hmm. if you need help or need this. They've all been really good about it. So, you No, know, you talk about the cost and the expense. It's it's <clears throat> unbelievable, but uh, you said you just bought your first new part, a new rear end. Somebody out there that doesn't know anything about this, what'd that rear end run you? Like 1700 bucks. Wow. Yeah, and then you see some of these guys, they got four of them in their race hauler. Yeah, that's wild, man. <laughs> Um, wow amanda joe by the way text travis you are an absolute joy to work with thanks for always being early and ready to go on race nights you make my job easier uh josh says great show guys love watching can't wait for race season it's so close uh scotty says john's always later so he can have a beer (laughs) And, and scott if you don't know him the head of concessions at the river city speedway by the way i was out there yesterday he's working his tail off yeah yeah uh, um, him and tommy and, and some of the guys were out there yeah. um so i went to think you know maybe i'm gonna get to go watch him on the track or doing something fun but no they were in the boys crapper <laughs> working on toilets oh, yeah no. and uh so shout out to tommy at the toilet yeah. worker uh <laughs> he that i mean that place is coming a long way since I started working there. I mean, Tommy's working his tail off on that place. And then Scotty, I talked to him uh, yesterday um, and just telling me the stuff that he's changing. And mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be really cool additions as he had on. He does all the concession stuff there at the racetrack. 
Um, and he works his butt off. So uh, both those guys are awesome additions and, and cool things for River City Speedway, that's for sure. And uh, by the way, Stephen Young yeah. seconds what Amanda Joe said about you. So that's Why pretty do we cool. always got to mention him? Because uh, he's a good follower. Every time. Yep. And that's good. We oh, need him. Okay. All he's right, like sorry, your favorite Steven. guy, isn't he? Like- he? He is. He's he's right up there. He's my favorite Yeah. Uh, that's what I heard. Yeah. We'll, we'll discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Stephen Young's awesome. I love hanging out with him. And he is. He's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, as when he was here... John never got to say anything. Him and I were going bantering back and forth, and he's like, you guys done yet? Or? I just sat back and drank bush lattes. It was actually an absolute joy of a show for me to do. Yeah. Uh, you talk about some of the work, Chad, uh, being done at the Speedway. Yes. I know that um, River City Speedway purchased uh, most of the bleacher tops from Old Memorial Stadium, and I believe they're going on the West bleachers. Because yeah. if you have looked at the West bleachers lately, uh, you know they still got the, the, the boards, the 2 by 12s or whatever they are. And they are like this, and you can right. bounce on one end and get somebody to bounce on the other end of the section. But um, it's like so, a wave. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's um, all going to be taken care of, hopefully, before we get going. But uh, a lot of exciting things happening out well, there. You know what's awesome about that, though, John, is that we took an iconic piece mm-hmm. you know, from the Memorial Stadium. And now we're moving in into another iconic piece yes. in Grand Forks history into the River City Speedway. So. Mm-hmm. Or keeping tradition alive, I guess you'd say. Yeah. yeah. It's just really cool we could use that thing. Yeah. Now if the county commission just lets us put some people in the stands, it's going to be awesome. There we go. I had Travis. to bring it up. We're going to get off bring it again. Yep. No, I, I agree with you 100%. I think if they realize what's going on here and, I mean, look at Texas. And numbers are going down in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't go too far off topic, but they opened the whole Rangers stadium. Yeah. I, I mean, that. that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. About time. And then we look at things like what we do and just missing race fans, period. Uh, You know, you got the you got people that come there every week. That's great. And and I appreciate that so much to see those people. But there's other people that want to come and enjoy this that didn't have the opportunity last year. Mm -hmm. And so I think if they open it up, the River City Speedway with the schedule we have, um, we'll have those World of Outlaw guys twice. Uh, That's going to be a huge thing. Obviously, last year we had a huge race happen to where. It's been viewed over a million times. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's just one track. Yeah. And just so, I, I, I'm pretty excited for it. I hope, like I say, I'm, I'm with you, John, and, and, uh, you know what, kind of commissioners. You know what I'm excited about? Yeah. Uh, hopefully the new Bowling Boy shirts. Yeah. I know. I'm excited <laughs> for that too. We're going to, we're working on that. We're working on stuff for that. I'm Wait excited. See. Yeah. I'm excited to see that we have a character guy doing character faces of us. I'm excited to see those. I'm wondering what's going to happen here. Are you gonna have hair? So, Is it gonna oh, have obviously hair? not. If I do, it'll probably be like little <laughs> like pencil like string. You know how you you draw a sick guy and you do those like tiny, it'll be a, <laughs> just, just little tiny. It'll little be an easy things. drawing for yeah. him to do. Yeah, it'll be just straight lines. You know, it'll be perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I uh, got another text from Todd. Guys like Jeremy Moneyman Ekman and Tom Eglin, the man, the myth, the legend, are so instrumental in many race car drivers and teams. Kudos to them. Yeah. So, yeah, that's always good to hear about that. And, and you know, Travis, this is something we hear about all the time. Uh, it doesn't matter what happens on the racetrack. You usually get back into the pits, and, and you guys all help each other out. Um, it, it, it's funny how you can turn off that switch. Once you get back into the pits, maybe some guys have to settle down for five minutes if something happened, but it is a big fraternity. It's a family back there, isn't it? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean... Eventually, there'll be times where they're only going to help you so much. Mm-hmm. But, well, sure. But, 
you know, for the most part, if someone's struggling, pretty much everyone down there will try to do what they can to help a guy out. And that's what's so cool about all of us and, and everything is that no one's afraid to help anybody else. Right. And you look at, like, when you started. Um, that's been a couple of years ago now. Yeah. So you're going into corners and you were having issues, and we can all talk about it because we've seen it. You know, oh, yeah. spinning out every so often and going through last year, you could definitely tell improvement. You know, what are you feeling differently? What, what, what's your comfortability in that sprint car now? Because obviously you can see it on track that you're starting to get there. You're starting to get some hanging. What's, what's changing in your mindset of that track, even that car? A lot of it had to do with confidence and, and laps. You know, the, the, more, the more laps I could get For in, sure. the more comfortable I'd get. But yeah. sprint car driving is a lot of finesse. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of, you know, most people that don't follow it don't realize that. But it's all about your throttle foot and your brake. You know, you got to run the throttle smooth and you got to run the brake smooth. And if you don't and you're all erratic with it, you start making little circles, not big circles. Right. And it, that's that's what's funny is... All the time, like my, my rookie year, when I kept spinning out all the time, I'd come in the pits, and my dad would be like, you know, the track is this big. It's not this big. And I'm like, really, man? Come on. That is so perfect. That is so <laughs> and, perfect. And you know one thing, too, about you, Travis, it seems like you keep out of trouble uh, on the racetrack, and, and you could tell you're taking your time. But I'm guessing, too, not having a whole truckload or a whole trailer load of spare parts, you gotta even you got to think a little bit, too, when you're out there. Well, that was probably one of our best deals all year and even my rookie year was we didn't wreck a whole lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and you know that helped out in the off season so we could buy new stuff and get better stuff but you know it's always a plus when you can roll your car into the trailer in one piece every night but at the same time you know i've thought about it a lot this winter is you know am i pushing it hard enough am i doing what I should do to get faster and better. And now with last year having a lot better of a year, I've thought about it all winter. Like, hey, we're, we're going to knock her up about two more steps this year. Right. We're going always, to. I always think of a person that was on the show here with us, uh, Tom Corcoran. Um, he always said, and he is very competitive still to this day, and he's always said he's, if he's going to run where he can run, right, and so if he, if he doesn't think he can push it, because he's a one-man crew. He's by himself. He mm-hmm. does everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he flat out told us one time, he goes, if I'm running seventh and I don't think I can get up there, I'm not going to push it. Let's just going to run. Just going to finish the race out. But if he's running first, he's going to go. You right. know what I mean? So you just got to play it. You got to take care of your equipment, which you do. And it's a beautiful thing to roll the car in one piece in there when you see what happens in front of you most of the times. Well, and a lot of the times, like last year, yeah, I'd get this mindset where it was like, I'm just going to run my own race. I don't care if I finish 20th or mm-hmm. if I finish 10th because it pays the same. So I just try to run my own race. And when I started doing that, eventually I started passing cars and getting faster and faster and faster. And it worked out for me better than going out there and thinking like, oh, I'm going to put her up in the top five in the first 10 laps and right. get in the way or wreck someone else's stuff, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, that's yeah, a different mindset there for sure. You know, we talk about uh, racers helping racers. <clears throat> Kaylee Elizabeth says, my 12-year-old is going into oh, her seventh so year perfect. of racing carts. Uh, her dream is to get into a sprint car here one day. I wouldn't let her ever do it uh, if it will be a big financial burden on us. But it's reassuring hearing how helpful other drivers are and that a person can buy used to get started and still have fun. T. Young says he has brakes. Yeah, 
Uh, and uh, Kevin Pappenfuss, uh, back in 1990, I helped a driver out with parts one night after he broke. He ended up beating me by five points for the point title. So we heard uh, that story. Uh, yeah, like like <laughs> like you mentioned, Travis. Um, they're only going to help you so long until you start beating up on them, right? Right. Yeah, and you know, don't take anything away from them either for doing that because mm-hmm. that's just going to make you a better race car driver in the end. Absolutely. But. Yeah. Well, and the best thing about it was when you come into that. You make sure when you're coming in, and, and, and Kaylee's right. It's a big race family, and no mm-hmm. matter what you're in, yeah, I think I think it's a big race family in carts. When you're looking at the Western Renegade Sprint Car Drivers, you've driven one of those. Um, that's a huge family. It, just in our our bubble, I would say, just here, it's a huge deal. Oh, yeah. You big know? time. But then you have the other racetracks that are around us, Greenbush, Buffalo River now, Ada. Devil's uh, Lake. Devil's Lake, Lisbon. Th- those guys and that race there in the Cape, on the, you know, and especially Jamestown, the same area. They, when people come in, new race car drivers from that area, they're like, hey, yeah, hey, you doing? You know, let's mm-hmm. help you fix that. Sure. And then that makes it more inviting to come back, you know, to come to these racetracks. So I kudos for you to tell, talk about that because, it, it, like, there you just saw it. Kaylee just put it on there for us that mm-hmm. it is a big deal. It is a big deal. And, and we hope that we can help out more people that want to be in the sport. Well, and, like, even with buying some of the used stuff to get you started you might not be super competitive right away right but it's getting your foot in the door mm-hmm. and once you get your foot in the door start making laps the rest will just kind of come to yes I well mean, uh, i mean let's face it you're not going to jump into a outlaw sprint car for the first time and, and and get a top three or a top two or win it, it takes a little more than that to figure these beasts out oh absolutely oh my gosh yeah All right, we're going to take a quick little break here. Uh, Travis Strandell is with us along with Chad Hoff. The other half of the Bullring Boys want to talk about Valvoline oil change. The place to go when you need an oil change fast, basically no wait time. They'll change your oil while you sit in your vehicle. Maybe you want to go shopping at Best Buy or Target, and they're going to do more than that. They're going to check your wiper blades, your batteries, your tires, your head and taillights, your fluids, your cabin air filter, all that stuff. And they also uh, do tranny and coolant flushes. No appointment needed. It's timely service. I was just in there a couple of weeks ago. Not going to slow you down at at all. Uh, And you know what? Make sure you mention GFBS. They'll save you $7 on your oil change. How about that? Seven bucks off. If you can't leave work, you live in Grand Forks, they'll come and pick your vehicle up. Locally owned and operated. They are open seven days a week. And like I keep saying, they are fast. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 3325 South 38th Street. Or call 701-780-8462. But make sure you tell them. You heard this on Grand Fork's Best Source. Back with Travis Strandell. Travis, you mentioned earlier, uh, basically just you and your dad doing all the work on this thing. Yeah, I mean, I got, uh, last year we picked up a couple guys. Um, my main sponsor, J.D. Wagon with Outlaw Concrete. Him and his son, Jordan, started coming and helping us. But, you know, it wasn't every single week all the mm-hmm. time because they have priorities and stuff like that but yeah for the most part it's just me and my dad i do everything pretty much during the week and dad helps at the racetrack and it's kind of a a one-two deal gets to be a lot but i probably wouldn't have it any other way okay know? so uh, let's go through the typical week of travis strandell say you're just one and run show one and running one show on a friday night take us through the rest of the week what do you do to that car to get ready for the following week all on Saturday, most of the time I try to get a lot of my motor maintenance done like the next day because mm-hmm. I don't want you know have out al- the alcohol sit in the motor for very long. So I'll, I'll try to get my motor maintenance done by the latest of Sunday, and I I'll do that you know, and then the whole rest of the week 
I'll go through the car, you know, grease bars, bolt check it, you know, make sure everything's up to par, do my tire stuff if I got to do tires. Just basically, I like to have my car loaded up and ready to go to the racetrack by the latest of Thursday night. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, we've been getting it done on Wednesdays, and that's nice. It's nice at the end of the week to know that things are ready. Right. I mean, sometimes it's kind of a, a bust-your-butt deal Monday, Tuesday, but yeah, it's pretty forgiving the rest of the week when you can sit at home on the couch and be like, oh, my car's in the mm-hmm. trailer. There's mm-hmm. really nothing left to do, but I'm kind of one of them guys where I don't like to sit still, so I'll be sitting on the couch. Yeah. Like, well, I could be out there doing this, or I could be out there doing that, but... We got a text from Joshua. Uh, yeah. We didn't even race together at all last year, and Travis came by my pit to visit and offer words of encouragement. How much of a sponge are you? Do you go around and, and talk to a lot of these guys for advice and, and things like that? Yeah, I mean, I don't go and like necessarily try to pick everybody's brain, mm-hmm. but for the most part, yeah. If it's something you know that, that I can take in that I'll probably learn, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't ever hurt to ask. Sure. The worst they're going to say is no, or they ain't going to be able to answer your question. And sometimes some of their advice might, just might not work for you just right. because every race car driver is different. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't have to mention any names, but have you ever asked anybody for advice or help and they just absolutely looked at you and said, no, get away from me? No, haven't had that happen yet, but I'm sure there'll be a day. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> and, and again, you don't have to name names, but is there anybody you will not park next to? No, no, we'll pretty much park anywhere. Kind of a little pause he's, there. He's a little new, though. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, pretty you much know. park anywhere, but I'm sure there's a few people that won't park next to us. But oh well, at <laughs> <laughs> least a space open for yeah. somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how about sponsors? How important is that? How tough was it last year to get sponsors with a pandemic? And uh, the sponsors you have, uh, this is your chance to to thank everybody. But how important is it to have these sponsors? Oh, it's huge, man. It it helps out a lot because a lot of this stuff is kind of out of mine and my dad's pocket, you mm-hmm. know. So with them guys being able to help out, it made last year just 10 times better. Um, you know, my first year, we didn't have any sponsors, mm-hmm. really. I mean, we did, but we didn't advertise them or anything like that because they just wanted it that way. Mm-hmm. But, like, last year, I didn't even really try out to get a bunch of sponsors because of COVID. I was just kind of right. like, you know, I, I don't even know if I should ask. And then I just had a bunch of people kind of get in contact with me and they're like, Hey, we'd like to advertise on your car. And I was like, well, yeah, absolutely. And I ain't going to turn that down. And it just ended up kind of snowballing into a whole bunch of people, but I'd like to thank, uh, JD Wagon and Jordan with Outlaw Concrete and Landscaping. Um, Chase Jensen with CJ Lawn Care, Corner Bar Climax, uh, Tom and Blake Eglund, Eglund Racing Engines, Jeremy Ekman, Ekman Dental Arts, Ben Solom, Send Bolm Speed, he's helped me out too. Um, L&E Tree Service out of Carlstead, they've helped us out. Uh, my dad, my mom, I mean, there's probably a few more. I'm just kind of forgetting. Mm-hmm. Oh, Randy Pekka Excavating. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And, and speaking of Jeremy Ekman, by the way, uh, his fiance Mandy just had uh, a procedure done in her throat here the other day. Oh, and yeah. I'm glad to see on her social posts, social media, that uh, she is home and doing well. Well, good. And Jeremy is taking care of her, and I bet you she's just eating that up. So, oh, yeah, uh, she probably loves that. Well, we got yeah. one more in here, John. Uh, Amanda wants to know what your little man think of the sprint car. 
he loves it. He really does. Yeah. He's over there all the time when, you know, when I have him and if I'm out working on it or, or getting stuff done, he's always got his nose in there. Like, I want to help. I want to do this. But eventually here, you know, he's only two, but eventually we'll get him more involved and hopefully he kind of takes off with it and likes it. Right. Do, do we see a go-kart in the future of this Travis Strandell family? <laughs> it's already been talked about, actually. Um <laughs> His uh, his grandpa was already talking about it. He was like, yeah, we want to get him in a go-kart. And I'm like, well, you know, that's kind of like three years away. Yeah, right? yeah. And, yeah, that's a ways away. They were like, well. Be careful when you put him in the seat of your cart. I'm, a car. I'm just saying that. Uh, my <laughs> son got the opportunity. He was younger. I told the story before, but Parker was, I want to say, three and he or two, and he got to sit in a seat in a hobby stock. Like, they put him in the seat, and he was all King Tut in there, and they pulled him on. There was a puddle of pee underneath Oh, him. no. So, <laughs> just, <laughs> that's what seat covers we are for, need, right? <laughs> not my seat cover. Oh, right on it. And I'm like, oh, and I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, ah, don't worry about it. You know, it's okay. And the funny part is, he never lost a feature after that. Oh, wow. So, that was pretty cool. It, maybe but, it wasn't the first time that seat had been peed in. Well, I'm just saying, it probably wasn't. Adam Goff was the guy he's out well, of. He's, he's, he drove a hobby stock. Now he drives a stock car, IMCA-wise. But, yeah, he let Parker sit in his seat. He's like, I'll get him in there. It's fine. I'm sitting there just BSing with him. And my wife, Brittany, pulls him out of the car. And they're just a nice. He's just like, oh. Oops. I'm like, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I must be, like, lucky or something. I might have to have, like, your kid come over and yeah. pee in my seat. I could, <laughs> I, could, I could do it, too. I mean. <laughs> now things are getting a little weird. Sorry. Sorry. All right, uh, well, if you, if you want your kid... Uh, to start getting the Jonesing for a go-kart, uh, go to that third annual Home of Economy Indoor Racer Showcase. It's going on this Saturday because uh, there's going to be go-karts there from Brandon Burke. Jackson Dobmeyer is going to have the number 13 there. Brett Anderson will have the number four go-kart there. So uh, there's going to be a lot of a lot of go-karts there. Uh, Jeremy, by the way, thanks, Jeremy. Mandy is home, recovering well. She'll be ready to yell at the races soon. Awesome. Good uh, news, Jeremy. Yeah, it, it was something with the, the vocal cord, and I thought, Boy, that must be nice for Jeremy. <laughs> and, and we love Mandy, by the way. Um, great people in the racing world. That is for sure. You got a best night. You're, you're new at this. Um, and everybody's goals are different. Have you? What, what would you consider your best night behind the wheel of that sprint car? Uh, I've had a couple. And actually, one of them wasn't behind the wheel of my own car. Uh, last year, I got the opportunity to... Uh, race brandon palms western renegade sprint car oh the wingless yeah. yeah two times and the first night out in devil's lake with that i finished second in the feature wow with that car yes he did which was pretty fun fun experience it's not like driving the wing car by any mm-hmm. means but it was just kind of a go out there and have fun type of deal not as competitive more laid back type of thing but that was really fun but uh in the wing car with the 410 um it's probably in devil's lake we started it was kind of an up and down night. We started on the pole, and we had a whole bunch of stuff happen in the first couple laps where I kind of got out of shape, and guys' cars ended, getting, ended up getting all balled up, and it wasn't a good deal. But we went tail end, and we ended up finishing 10th. So I went from, like, 18th all the way up to 10th. Wow. That's, that's, that's a good, good one. That's yeah. a good run. And, and, again, you know, it's so hard to win in one of these things. And and I, I, I know you're going to get a win, but do you think it will be like most people that win their first NOSA Outlaw Sprint not event? Here. It's usually not here. How hard is it to race and win with these guys, especially at a place like the Bullring here in Grand Forks? 
there's probably 10 guys every night mm-hmm. that could win on any given night. And they're so good, so fast, so smooth. You know, a lot of them have a ton of laps under their belt and a ton of time. So it's it's super competitive. And I don't know, I think that's a good thing for guys right. like me because it makes the young guys have to step their program up pretty quick if you want to be able to get good and get mm-hmm. fast and, and be one of them guys is, that's eligible to win every night. Is well, there is there sure. anybody that you try to emulate, you know, that, that you watch, Ooh, that maybe question. you idolize, or if there's ever a chance, maybe a certain driver is on the track, do you ever try to follow them, or, or do you just always do your own thing, or is there anybody you really looked up to and try to copy or, or do like they do? Now we're digging. A lot of guys, actually. I do it a lot. Like Bobby Martin, you know, watch him a lot, watch what he does. Tom and Blake, I watch them a lot. If I'm not, you know, racing in the same heat against them right. or anything, I'll try to watch Jade Hastings, Jack, you know, Austin Pierce, a lot of them guys. You know, even if I'm a lap car and they come by me and lap me or whatever, I'll just try and follow them around, kind of run their line, but still try to stay out of the way. Right. And figure out, like, oh, my car will work here, or that's the fast line, or, you know, makes you more comfortable anyway. When you look at the Gnosis schedule this year, how pumped up are you to see that? Are you going to make those shows that travel? Uh, what's what's your plans for 2021? We're planning on traveling a lot more than we did before. Um, I don't know how many races we'll make down at Husits and, like, down, down that way. Mm-hmm. But we're going to try and make as many as we can. We probably won't make the full deal, but right. if I got an opportunity to go down and race, I'm going to race. But, you know, work comes first, family comes first. So, I mean, yeah. if, if I don't have any of that stuff going on, we're going racing. Yep. There you go. Now, you, you said you like to watch guys. Uh, Bobby Martin was one that you mentioned. Um, do you put on, like, a tank top then after the races? Yeah. <laughs> Tank top and my dad sandals and just hang out. <laughs> Tank top and dad sandals. Oh my good. What are, Bobby. What, are, what are dad sandals? Just look at Bobby Martin's feet, yeah. I guess, oh. right? His dad <laughs> sandals. Dad sandals. I, hey, yeah. can I recommend something? Yeah. You ever try Crocs? Yeah, I got wintertime ones too. So do I. Yeah, oh, the best. Wait, wait, wait. We did there. <laughs> Well, uh, Tori Martin says, good thing you didn't go into detail about Devil's Lake, Trapper. Yeah, it was a bad one. <laughs> yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't good, but at the time, I, I probably needed that. Mm-hmm. Kind of got a butt chewing from some of them guys, but, you know, at that time, my head was getting too big for my britches at the time. Yeah, so, and, yeah. and what do you say uh, when you get a butt chewing from these guys? I, I mean, you just suck it all in, and you apologize, you do what you got to do, or... I mean, I know it's always like an unwritten rule in racing. You don't try to blame your mess up on something else. You just deal with it. You say, yeah, yeah I effed up. I'm going to try not to do it again. It happened, and I'm sorry. How do you deal with that? More or less, you've got to just make it a learning experience for yourself. I mean, saying sorry is only going to get you so far. It ain't going to fix what you wrecked of other people's equipment, especially. Right. So it's basically you got to take it all in and, prove to them guys that you learned from mm-hmm. from your past experience they've that, all been there yeah most of them have and you know some of them will maybe be there again you know what i mean but yeah it's just one of them bad deals where my rookie mistake ended four other guys as night. yeah right and 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 as a driver that's got to be the worst part about it you might be looking up your balled up race car 
But then you start thinking about the other three guys. Well, and like the worst part about that Devil's Lake deal was it could have been anybody that this happened to, you know. Mm-hmm. But the guys that ended up wrecking equipment and not finishing that night was Tom, Bob, Blake, all the guys, all that, the guys helped, that helped me, you. All the guys that helped me out, I just shoved their foot in the door and slammed it, you know what right. I mean? And it was like, oh, no. But now, you know, one other bridge now, I think you just learn from your mistake and we turn a page and oh, let's go on to the next one, you know, and figure out what the heck's going on. Well, somebody, I think it's Zach, says, uh, better see you at Mandan. You need experience that race week. Plan on trying to make that West Coast swing? Amanda Joe said that. Oh, it was Amanda Joe. Yeah, I'm Amanda Joe said yep. that. And then Zach, awesome man he is, he said, let's do it. Yeah. So make sure you hit that Mandan weekend. That's probably going to be pretty big. Yeah, we wanted to get out there last year, but we that's when we ended up pulling that 360 motor out and switching Oh, and putting it, the 410 in. the 410 in. Okay, and yeah. We just kind of ran out of time. Mm-hmm. And, so I had to sit out that week, and then, well, actually, that week was the first week I ran that Western Renegade car that Saturday instead of running with Nosa, I ran with the Western guys. Right. You uh, ever get the itch to, to keep doing the wingless thing, or are you going to be with these outlaw guys? Full-time Nosa guy. Mm-hmm. I'll always be full-time, but if I, you know, there was talk this winter about me and Brandon Palm about, you know, scrapping something together and just, run with them guys whenever I could or have an opportunity. But the the 410 is is main priority, the the NOSA car. You know, that's what we started in. That's what we're here to do. How much of a difference is there? Because I'm sure it's like night and day running uh, the Renegades compared to the Outlaw. I mean, there's still you still got to make like split-second decisions, but uh, the Western Renegade car is a lot more sp- Everything's a lot more slow, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Everything's more clear sometimes, especially when it gets really dry. You don't feel like you're going as fast, mm-hmm. even though you are cooking pretty good. But there's a big difference in power there. There's about a 400-horsepower difference. Sure. So, I mean, it wasn't no drive in the park or nothing in the wingless car, but it was definitely different. A little, little harder when you can't use the throttle to get out of trouble sometimes because that's what you do in these all-off sprint cars. Yeah, and that was the the weird deal about kind of transitioning and running without wings is a lot of the stuff that I had learned with the wing car didn't transition mm-hmm. over to the – so I had to kind of reteach myself sort of how to go about it. But, yeah, it, it's a lot different. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, going to do the test and tune, or are you going to hit any other ones up? Or are you going to try to get as many laps in as you can before racing officially starts? We're planning on hitting at least one in Grand Forks, maybe two. It just all depends on time and if everything's good with the car and everything like that, we'll just wait a week and go mm-hmm. race. Now, especially when, when you're not dollared up like some of these teams, um, if you were to say to wad up a car, have you got backup? Can you go? Will you be ready to race again the following race? Yeah, we should be. I got two other chassis, and, you know, we got that 360 motor still. Mm-hmm. And we we got enough equipment where we could put together another car pretty quick. I mean, if that happened three or four times, I don't know. Yeah, then we'd be in trouble. Then, we, right. then, we'd, be, then we'd be in big trouble, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, we got enough. And That's you, pretty good. You do all your work right out of your garage at your house, or do you got a shop somewhere, or how does that work, Travis? I, I used to have a shop with Tanner Whisk when I first started. Me and him rented a shop together, but mm-hmm. then he ended up moving to a house with a shop, and then my house that I rent, 
the garage ain't big enough. So I do all my stuff out of dad's garage. Okay. Okay. Dad's garage is pretty much the shop. Yeah. And so you kind of overtook dad's garage. Could he even put a car in there anymore? No. Oh, no, gr- no. <laughs> garages aren't really for that. You look in yeah. my garage, I got a four-wheeler, a lawnmower, a boat, and all kinds of stuff, but you will not see my <laughs> truck in the garage. <laughs> I don't care if that gets rained on. I don't want all my toys getting all messed yeah, up. Yeah, we don't want everything else getting... Well, supposing on that boat, you probably got enough electronics in that thing. You don't want to get those things wet. That's the only thing that comes out of the boat. I take the electronics oh, out, out every single night. Yeah. yeah. Well, you never know. I'm going to park at the Broken Drum on my way back from racing. I don't want... Or way back from fishing. I don't want my uh, electronics be hanging yeah. out there for everybody to take but no. um, are, are points a big thing for you travis i mean obviously 2019 rookie of the year for nosa uh are points a big thing are they going to be a bigger thing in the future eventually they probably will right now we're more or less working on consistency you know getting consistent finishing higher and higher every night or being able to put together good laps i mean Right now, where I finish is where I finish. Mm-hmm. I could finish 20th or I could finish first, you know. But for more or less, it's it's all about consistency right now. Points aren't that big of a thing for us. I mean, if we get top 12 in points, top 10, that's great. If yep. not, but. It, This is weird what? talking to him because it's like we're talking to, to somebody like Tom. Yeah. Or somebody. Yeah. You, you talk like you have the wisdom, like you've been doing this for 40 years. Oh, this will be year 10. Wow. Consistently since I helped Tanner Wiss for six and a half mm-hmm. years. And but how many times in the own. car? Three. This will be year yeah, three. three. This will be year three. Yeah. So that, that's, that's the biggest thing because it's year three. He knows he's got to take care of his equipment. And just like Tom is like, he's going to run where he can run. You know, if there's opportunity, you're going to take it. But if there's not, you're just going to run where you run because you got to take care of that equipment. Well, absolutely. And that's the thing, though, that you got to learn kind of right away is – once the opportunity's there, you got to take it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're not going to get another one. Sure, sure. How cool is it for you at the end of the night, uh, you having a, a two-year-old boy? How cool is it for you at the end of the night when, when these kids show up down in the pits with their families, want your pictures, want your race cards, want, your, want all this stuff, want to sit in your car? That's really a cool way to cap off a night, isn't it? Oh, it makes my night. There's been a lot of nights where we've had bad nights, and the kids come down, and then they're like, oh, I want pictures, I want my flag sign, I want this, and it just perks me right back Hey, you got to put a different face on. Oh, absolutely. I can't, mean, you got to change. Can't let them know you're down, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And I was one of them kids, you know? Exactly. So I, you know, that's how I look at it, is I was one of them kids, and... I ever got you know the cold shoulder from a guy I was kind of like oh I don't like oh him yeah anymore, you know? yeah right. I I know I've, I've gotten those cold shoulders and I'm an adult oh, <laughs> no. I'm just saying yeah you they see me here. walk in the pits and you see guys beeline yeah. it and go head into their you, into their holler you're me and you walk in the pits with the microphone and you got guys disappearing they don't want to talk <laughs> yeah. to you it's like when you carry a microphone it's yeah. like you have the plague they <laughs> they either want to grab it from you or they want to run away. You must have the flu. Yeah, you, no, yeah. I don't. I just wanted to say hi. I wasn't even going to use the microphone. It's just my pocket. You're contagious. Go away. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I mean, you don't do that to me, obviously, because you and I always talk in there, and I always tell you good luck when I see you. Oh yeah. Um, but there's 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 others that yeah. are like, it, nope. And it, 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 see, <laughs> I feel bad because I try to make my walk through the pits. Um, if I was to stop and, and talk to every individual race car driver there, I'd have to get there at noon. And, and I don't have the time, and I feel bad about it because, uh, you know, after the races, I'll try to, to catch a few more. But yeah. um, uh, I will give you this for a hint, though. If, if you want me to stop by your trailer and talk to you, uh, Bushlight, 
It's oh. going to be there. Oh, Dad, Dad has the cooler full. That's, that, that's the one thing we do know is that where the racers have that. Mm-hmm. And then we just, you know, you walk by a trailer and he looks, uh, there's a guy that I walk by, so you, you know where it's at. Okay. Yep. yep. It's right. like the 10 TRB car. The B stands for beer, I think. <laughs> <laughs> there, we better throw one of them in there. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I love Bobby. When this is all said and done, Travis, I mean, you obviously have a very long career going yet in racing. But um, when it's all said and done, I ask this to every race car driver. How do you want to be remembered as a sprint car driver? Respect is probably the number one deal. That I was respectful and that I did what I could to be a a good guy out there. You mm-hmm. know, whether I win, lose, or, or draw. That and, uh, you know, race clean was just flat out a good guy to be racing with. That's, yeah. And that's it, what it's all about. And, and it takes time to earn respect. It does. Right now, we show up uh, for the season opener uh, coming up at River City Speedway on May 7th. Do you think you've earned that respect from the rest of these guys? Because I'm guessing you probably have. Yeah, for the most part. I know that there's times where I probably have done some things that mm-hmm. they probably looked at like, oh, that was not very smart or well, but but it takes time to earn respect. It's just not going to come overnight, you know. Right, and right. I'm fortunate enough where I have guys that'll help me, and they'll just flat out tell me like, "Hey, don't do that," or, mm-hmm. or "Don't do this," or they'll they'll let me know if I'm being not respectful sure. or anything like that. Well, so. I think you're you're gaining it, dude. Um, especially on, on the track itself, you could definitely tell that. Obviously, you heard me on this show say point you out like, "Holy cow, this kid's really getting somewhere." Mm-hmm. And he's getting better. You got people like Amanda Joe that are saying how great you are. That that she's been around the sport a long time. That's pretty cool. Stephen Young saying you're pretty, you know, you're easy to work with. Those are huge compliments. Um, Absolutely. And then when you go through and you got your racing family that helps out too, dude, you got so much potential that you you could do some good things in here. And I, I think you got the right head just talking to you today. And yeah, like, jo- like John said, you got. It sounds like you've been doing this for 40 years, you know. So you got the right head. You're, everything's moving in the right spot. You're gaining wisdom. You're gaining confidence. You can definitely tell that when we watch as fans. Um, and I'm just excited to see what 2021 brings for Travis Strandell and the 41T because I, I saw what came last year in the little short season we had. Now we got a full season of racing ahead of us. And you got a lot of traveling you can possibly do. And I think people are looking at you as a driver thinking that you're going to go you're doing things i mean just wearing that shirt that coat alone shows that they respect you you know what i mean and that stature so i'm i'm super pumped up for you ban and i can't wait to watch 2021 season and john it's going to be an awesome time i'm just let's go yeah I know. let's go it's time it's time uh grandy sattler says great job travis great show Timmy Schwantz, great show as See, always. John Roberts, guest hello to Trapper. Uh, Mike Speaker, this. good luck this season, bud. Mikey! <laughs> and you know, Travis, um, Chad and I have been doing this for a long time. We have. Uh, you can pretty much tell uh, during an interview and, and after the interview, uh, it's when we start talking about you when you're gone. Uh, no. <laughs> you can tell uh, during an interview, some people are well-versed. Uh, you can tell they're genuine. You can tell they're not just telling you what you want to hear, what I want to hear. Yeah, um, and it's again, heartfelt. Yeah, and, yeah. and again, and, and uh, thank you for that. Um, we need more people like you. Uh, say it like you see it. Well, so. appreciate it, guys. It's pretty Great fun. interview, bud. It's this pretty is funny. awesome. My dad has this sheet of rules 
on the fridge in the garage. <laughs> and rule number six is don't be that guy. That's yeah. a great rule. Yeah. That's a great Don't rule. That That's a great rule. We should have had his dad on the show with us. Yeah. I, I, I preach that to my eight-year-old right now. You know, you don't want to be that person. Yeah. And so we want to go out and be respectful to everybody. And, dude, you're showing it. I, it's, you're such a great job today. It, it really is. And you did awesome. I, I know you did some on, uh, oh, Michaela Swallow does that one. Yeah, North Dakota dirt track and yeah. whatever. So you did that one. That was a good one. Uh, the, you know, that was, a, that was a really good interview you did there. I think to just piggybacked onto this one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we were on, uh, the Jason Berg one, my rookie year too. Oh we yeah. Track talk. That was fun. Always, always good to be on Jason's oh, show. Yeah. So now the next one you want to be on is coming and see me down at com victory lane. Oh, that'd be living the dream, man. Boom. It's going to happen. We'll share a hug. Cause it's it, going to happen. I, I'm a hugger. Hey, it'll happen. <laughs> Travis Strandell. Thank you, man. Awesome hey, job, buddy. It, guys. Thanks for having and me. And Chad Hoff. Thank yeah. you as usual, my man. I love being here big guy this is so much fun we love having you here now i know uh what sucks for you guys is you have to go to work <laughs> yep. um i don't lucky guy. so again yeah thank you guys um, oh, wow. there you go travis strandell nosa outlaw sprint car driver along with the other half of the bull ring boys chad hoff be watching out for that 41t this year at a racetrack near you Special thanks to Rumor Sports Bar and Casino right across the hall here. Love that place. Wall-to-wall TVs. The atmosphere is crazy fun. Maybe do a little charitable gaming. Maybe play a little bingo. Home of the world-famous Beer Tower. They have got Tuesday specials, wings, boneless or traditional. They've got lunch and dinner specials all week long. You get the $6 express lunch. Uh, Fiesta Fridays tomorrow from 3 to 6. There's a billion things going on there. Uh, Wednesday, by the way, one of my favorites because uh, I get $3 Bushlight Pounders all day long. And don't forget, May 1st, put it on your calendar. It's the biggest day of the year. We're at uh, Rumor Sports Bar and Casino with a big Kentucky Derby party all at Rumor Sports Bar and Casino. Well, next week, are you ready? NOSA Outlaw Sprint Car Driver Shane Roebling is going to be on the show. And, and wait for it. And wait for it. He's bringing a guest. Who is it? Well, rumor has it Donnie Schatz will be here next week. Oh, boom. That's wild. So, Shano, I'm counting on you. Shane Roebling, Donnie Schatz next week. See you all tomorrow, everybody. Remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. We all know how great of a town Grand Forks is. Well, Grand Forks' best source is giving it its identity again.